Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. Hoping that you are sprung forward as we leap into springtime and we lose an hour of sleep. My name is Barry Johnston. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. Springtime. It's all right. It's it's springtime, and you know <laughs> that's my nemesis. Yeah, um, pollinating plants are my nemesis. It's uh, I understand that we need them to survive as a planet, as a species, uh, all animals really. We need that, but uh, it they go to man, they go to work on uh, my my delicate yes. inside boy sinuses absolutely you don't have to like it you know that's for damn sure and that voice over there that you're listening to is my co-host adam bb and i am barry johnston and you're listening to the what's your weird story podcast mr adam uh he has a history of of allergy uh problems during this time of year of course i do too a little bit as the older i get i kind of have that i have it I, we have a cat you know and um mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of pretty allergic to cats and so uh but over time i've gotten a little bit more immune to it you know it's yeah. like a lot better than it was when i when we first got them but uh, yeah allergies suck dude when uh, when it makes you that uncomfortable it's yeah. it's awful well you know uh it's something i deal with and i deal with it every year and um um, you know, I've got two cats and I'm not yes. allergic to them. So, which is amazing. You know, yeah. I'm not, I don't have animal right. allergies. It's That's just awesome. Plants. And, That's awesome. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, springtime is, you know, um, it's, it's rough. Um, yes. I've got to double up on the antihistamines and, uh, yes. and all that stuff. And, uh, yes. you know, I mean, I, I do, I will admit that it is much easier for me here in, uh, uh, Ohio than mm-hmm. it was when I lived in North Carolina, Eastern uh, North Carolina in particular, uh, because man, like, you know, you see all those YouTube videos of like cars and houses and streets, everything's covered in the yellow dust. Yeah. And that's the yeah. area that I lived in. Wow. And it was miserable, dude. Like I would uh for bas like basically, you know, two months I was just my head was yeah. a center block, but also running out of sure. every orifice. What is um, that? Is that magnolia tree or is that um I think, cottonwood I don't know. I think, or? I think it's Cottonwood, maybe dogwood. Yeah, I think, I think the dogwood just gets me. I don't know. It's the one that smells like. Uh, well, you know, there's a, there's a there's a particular type of tree that when it pollinates, it's it kind of smells like you know like sex. You know. Oh. Um, I don't know how else other to describe it than okay. that. If yeah. you smelled it, if you're aware of it, yeah, um, then you're like, uh-huh. I Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I understand right. that. Sure. And uh, it's um, you know, it's all that flying around that. 
plant yeah. sperm. Fly you know, it's, I've only experienced that one time uh, when I was in outside of Houston, went to a friend uh, that lived down there and uh, was really like taken aback of how much of that stuff was around and all over the cars and stuff. I've never seen that before. Yeah. We don't get that here. Yeah. Ours, because we don't have a ton of trees. I mean, you know, especially where we live, we don't have a ton of trees yeah. here. So we don't have most of our uh allergies are dust related um yep. you know especially when they start cutting wheat it gets pretty bad yeah uh yeah but, that's but, when yeah. i lived back yeah. home there in oklahoma that that was my the alert the dust in the in the farming yeah was always my that was my allergy there and then i moved to the south and discovered what real yeah. allergy right were. right yeah, and, uh, and that too could be because you didn't grow up there. Also, you know, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe that's got something to do with it. You know, because that yeah. you know immunity could take a long time to uh, to happen. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, speaking of crazy time changes and weird things in the world that happen this time of year. And every time of year, we've got a really fascinating podcast for people, and we have a very special guest that's come on who has done a lot of weird things in his life, uh, including being a part of a pretty popular TV show. We have Today, we have Shane Pittman, who is the technical guy in quotes, technical guy uh, on the Holzer Files, which is uh, you and I both really love that show. So um, we were so happy to ha have him, and and he was so gracious to give us some of his time. We had just such a great conversation with him, and uh, and I think it shows. I think people will really dig it. Yeah, yeah, we've been very fortunate. We, you know, we had uh, Uncle Dave uh, back a few months ago. Um, you know. Uh, on the, as we're calling him Uncle Dave from the Halter Files. Yeah, um, and, and he was so a lot, he had, was a lot of fun. If you guys haven't yeah, heard yeah. that, you need to listen to it. Yeah, and so we had Shane, and and um, it was great talking to Shane because we had you know we had similar backgrounds. The 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 three of us kind of going, yeah. um, you know. So it was really cool, you know, being you know being able to relate so much to all of that. And just a great guy and very, you know, humble and very, you know, just open with us and just uh, a lot of fun and, and really cool. So we appreciate, um, Shane, we appreciate you coming on and, um, and sharing with us. So, uh, but uh, I'll allow Barry to prompt you and say, Mr. Shane Pittman, what's your weird story? Joining us today is uh, Shane Pittman. He's, uh, you know, one of our. He's on one of our favorite shows uh, off the channel channel called The Holzer Files, and also he does a podcast called The Fusion Project. Is that correct, Shane? You still do, you you do the podcast? Oh well, I'm kind of on a hiatus now. Okay, I'm starting a starting another podcast. We could talk about that okay. a little bit too. Cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Quick question uh, regarding the fusion podcast: Is this is that a uh, is that about jazz fusion, the music genre? No, no. What about it was, fusion food? Nope, nope. Nuclear fusion? <laughs> no, you're way off. Way <laughs> okay. off. Uh, no, it was about it, it, the paranormal and then anything in between too. So it was kind of like just blending everything. Um, 
together in my life that I found exciting and interesting. Ah. So that's basically where the name came up. But uh, yeah, you're you're pretty far off there. <laughs> so, so, but then, so even amongst all that, no no jazz fusion. So no no, her- no, no, no Herbie Hancock, nothing like. Okay, well that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> no harm, no foul. I, jazz fusion is one of the toughest uh, genres to get into, in my opinion. But uh, but anyway. Uh, the voice you heard, Shane Pittman. Shane, thank you for taking time to hang out with us, man. What's your weird story? Well, I've got a lot of them, but I'll start pretty much where it all started. And that's when I was six years old. I had a really uh, profound, I don't know if you want to call it vision, whatever it is, right? Uh, dream. But it was it was something where, you know, it terrified me and i told my mother about it and it was a it was uh religious in context which you know i wasn't really into the whole church thing at the time Mm -hmm. but i had a really profound dream um and told my mother about it and she told me that what i was saying was you know biblical in nature my my parents were really um uh fundamental Christians and, mm-hmm. and all of that. Uh, but I don't remember them ever telling me anything about this stuff. It was just something, you know, I, I was too young, I guess at the time to really comprehend, um, this dream that I had, I won't go into it cause it's pretty, pretty, uh, in depth, mm-hmm. but, uh, had this dream. She told me it was, uh, it was relevant and, you know, it, it's, it's a dream that, even to this day, I remember every detail and that's how I know it was, it was something pretty profound because, you know, I'm 37 now. Mm-hmm. So just to remember everything about that dream was just pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, then started getting a little bit older. Um, and in my teen years, um, was really having a lot of strange experiences. I I couldn't explain what was going on. One in particular was when I was 12 years old and I was at a buddy's house and he's like, he's like, Hey man, you want to, um, mess with, with this Ouija board. I got a Ouija board. And immediately, you know, my parents voice in in my head, it's like, no, it's demonic. You know, like I said, my parents were Christians Yeah, and and they thought all of this was, no, no, you don't communicate with anything. If you are communicating with anything, it's 100% demonic, and you shouldn't be doing right. it. So what do, I, what do I do? I do it anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that was just, uh, you know, I guess the cool thing to do. So I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's go for it. Let's do it. And uh, so we're messing with the Ouija board, and, and nothing happens. Nothing. It was just like a cool thing. We joked about it and that was it. The next day I go home and uh, getting ready for bed or whatever. And I'm laying in bed and uh, my closet door, which just to explain a little bit about it, it, we lived in one of those houses where the carpet was high up. So Mm -hmm. it kind of scraped the bottom of the doors and you could see the imprint of it. So it was hard to shut the door. It's not like one, you know, a draft couldn't do anything to it. Old school shag. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Probably a neutral color or like a brown or a tan, something like that, I would yeah, imagine. it was a tan. Yep, it yeah. was a tan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we grew up in that era, too. We know all about yep. that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, anyway, the closet door slams. And, you know, I had siblings. I thought I thought I was, you know, they were playing a joke on me. <laughs> so, I go and open, open the closet door and, and nobody's in there. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Um, so, I think nothing of it, really. And my stupid self, I leave the closet door open again, um, lay back down, maybe five, 10 minutes goes by, whatever it slams again. And this time I'm kind of, I'm freaking out. I, I'm, I didn't know what was going on. So I go into my parents' room and tell them, and they think that I'm just trying to stay up. They don't believe what I'm saying. They just think I'm, it's an excuse to stay up and not go to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because all they, twelve-year-olds, when they want to stay up, go and tell their parents that yeah, <laughs> yeah. they've got a monster in their closet or something. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you know, my mom walks back in there. And she's like, "Hey, you know, everything's fine. Don't worry about it." Um, she said a little prayer. You know, that's what they normally do. It's like, "Hey, just calm down. You're good." Um, and she goes back into her room, and for whatever damn reason, leaves the closet door open again. I don't know if maybe somebody, I don't know if they just thought it was funny that I was getting terrorized. I don't know what was going on with that, but the closet door slams one more time. This time my parents run into the room, pray over me again. And I ended up sleeping in my parents' room that night at 12 years old. Wow. So that started a whole series of events of, of, of strange things going on in my life. Did they, did they the fi- did they finally they believe you after after that? I mean, yeah, they believed me, but they you know they were like, is there anything that you could have done that that you know? So right, what ended up what ended up happening was I tell them about the Ouija board incident. Right? Oh shit! And I was getting oh, ready to ask oh, if you no. ever admitted that. Yeah. Right, and, and so they're like, well, that's the reason. Now you know why we tell you not to do all of this stuff. Right. Which, you know, me now, I'm like, no, it's more to it than that. And, you know, Ouija boards, whatever else, is it's all about intention. It's what you're putting your intention to right. that could be possibly creating things, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but at the time, you know, I, I was naive and stupid. I didn't know what was going on with anything. Um, but the older I got, more experiences I would have. And... I was really intrigued with it to where I would start studying. And that's where I would study uh, Hans Holzer's books. I would study any um, any book I can get my hands on that dealt with the paranormal mm-hmm. or the strange and unusual. Uh, I would listen to um, Art Bell. I would listen to sure. <laughs> any anything. And I was so intrigued, I would study... And just try to read up on why these things were happening. At the same time, though, I was a tech guy. I've always loved technology. Um, you know, I've got to have the latest technology even now. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm an old guy, and I, I love uh, any the newest technology. It's just something right, sure. I'm fascinated by. Yeah. So once I knew that there were uh, inventors out there, there were people out there some that were scientists, just some just inventors in general that were creating things to try to 
communicate with the other side or try to prove the existence of the other side. Right. I was hooked at that point. I yeah. was like, well, hell, if there's tech, if, if there's technology out there yeah. that, that could help me explain why things are going on in my life, then hell yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's basically how I got into it. And now here we are present. Day well, what, what was to do what I love? So I'm an audio engineer by trade. That's what I've, yeah. I did that professionally for a long time. Still do dabble in it here, here and there. But, um, so what was the first piece of gear besides the Ouija board? Um, what was the first piece of technology that you bought or that you got your hands on that, um, you were able to actually, um, you know, get some answers or, you know, send you down another, another path. <laughs> well, believe it or not, it's very basic, but it's an audio recorder. It was an old, it wasn't like the, the ones that we have now. It was a Panasonic. It was an old, uh, recorder. It had, it had a little tape. Yep. Uh, little tape little, that little you mini put tape. in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I would look at old, old clips and God, I can't remember the the name is is uh, slipping by right now. But there was an old clip that I watched where I saw these old recorders, and they weren't they weren't being used for um, a paranormal investigation. They were just used to take to take notes mm-hmm. um, to transcribe the notes later. Sure, but I was reading a lot about how people were using uh, different audio devices and were hearing, you know, voices of people that were not there. Did you have any, did you have luck with it? Yes. Yeah. But then, but then me as a tech guy, again, I would always, I would always be, okay, could it be internal noise? Could it be something internal makings of it that is causing these, uh, anomalies or sure. hearing these grunts and you know because yeah. sometimes you'll hear the rah, rah, of mm-hmm. the of the recorder sure and sometimes you can explain that as it being just faulty or so you know i was always skeptical about it um but yeah i one time i was actually trying to communicate with uh, my uncle that had passed from cancer was a really sudden thing within two weeks mm-hmm. uh he went he went for a uh, routine checkup at the hospital a healthy guy ran all the time all this stuff um you know went to the doctor they told him he had cancer two weeks later he's dead wow um which that's a whole other conversation there because you know that i've been doing a lot of studies about the mind and all of that and i sure. think that has a major part in it sure. but um so i tried to communicate with him and I said, hey, Uncle John, if you can uh, if you can hear me, say something, if you're around or whatever. And on the recorder, I hear, I can't. And it was, yeah, it was, wow. it, was it was a bizarre thing. Was I communicating with my uncle? I don't know. Um, but I do know that there was a voice on that recorder (laughs) and nobody else was there with me. It was me by myself. So I know that there was nobody else in the room, uh, anything like that. Wow. So from there, from there, the recorders, you know, and as years go on, technology gets better and then you get, then you get the 
uh, recorders. I would get Olympus recorders, all kinds of different recorders. Sure. Um, and have had a lot of success with it. And so that was my first one was just uh, audio. That's I was cool. Fascinated with the audio aspect of it. Sure. You know, and, the, and those microphones and those little, those little, uh, those little handheld like rectangular tile type. Is that what you're talking about? A little rectangular type little device you hold in your hand. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I yep. mean, those microphones were not very good. So not at all. In order not for them all. to pick up anything, that's a, one thing I always I'm surprised at whenever I see what you guys do. I'm like, obviously the recorders are a hell of a lot better now. The microphones are a lot more. Um, um, touchy, you know. Um, right. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, to pick something up with with something like that's pretty impressive, and and would, well, would be interesting as a kid, I'm sure. Yeah, especially especially voice voices, okay? Because like I said, a grunt or anything like that. Even at that age, I was I I knew that there could be some false positives there. Mm-hmm. Um, but hearing a voice and nobody else was in the room, just me. Um, that that piqued my interest for sure. Yeah, I got a quick question um, regarding since you are the technical guy and you can answer this. Okay, um, and, and experience you know it relates to what you're just talking about. Um, is there a difference between what is caught anal- on analog, like you know with a, with a cassette tape versus like a digital recorder? Is there like any kind of like I mean digital probably I would imagine is more uh, well it's easier to manipulate I guess but I mean you know in sift through and stuff like that but like well is there, yeah. is there a difference yeah oh yeah there's definitely a difference now the analog like I was talking about before there's a lot of things there's the internal mechanics of those analog recorders can be faulty. Right. There could be there could be a lot of false positives. Again, with the digital, there's uh, different software and stuff now that you can run it through the software, and you can get accurate. You can tell if it's been tampered with a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, there, yeah. There's software that you can run it through now to where you can tell um, if if there's any anything out of the ordinary there right. or anything that you can't explain at the same token. Right. But yeah, there's definitely differences. There's the uh, main being, like I said, uh, the in- internal makings, the internal um, yeah. makings of the analog yeah. can give you a lot of false positives. Yeah, because there's a lot of moving parts in there. There could be bi- yeah, and- there could be biasing going on. One of your heads could be off. Something could, you know, I mean, you're running tape is literally rust, so you're running rust across, you know, tape heads to get playback, and a lot of weird, oh, yeah. weird shit can happen. So, yeah. How much? Yep, how sure. now? How much? So with your with the Ouija board stuff, like, is that something that you've continued doing, it, it, like today? Like, do you you still practice um, Ouija board stuff? Because we talk about it a bit here and. And we uh, we have mixed emotions about it because we're just so freaking terrified of them, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. So so we don't use it in the in the sense, especially on the show, we don't use it in the sense as as much as for like communication. Mm-hmm. I think I think whenever we hear that there were sessions being done in a location, 
Um, and I know we did this at Franklin Castle in season two. If you watch yeah. this, you'll see you'll mm-hmm. see what we did there. Yep. We didn't use the Ouija board to communicate. We used it to shut down all previous sessions, which is which is if you talk to any of the experts, especially in the in with the Ouija boards and all of that, and communicating with the other side. They tell you there's just there's specific ways to do it or the most effective ways to do it. So, in those cases, we will use a Ouija board, but not for communication, just to shut the sessions down. I got you. But at the same token, you know, and I talk about this quite a bit. Intention is everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think the board itself is anything special. Sure. Um, I, I really don't. I, I think it's the intention that the people are are putting toward it. So same with if I have a recorder in my hand and I'm trying to communicate with somebody that's not there that I cannot see. It's the intention of trying to communicate with the other side that causes this activity. That's why there's a lot of people that they'll reach out to me and email me or whatever and and say hey shane i'm having this this problem in my home um we tried to communicate with it tried to do all this stuff and i tell them the first thing i tell them is stop communicating stop trying Mm -hmm. to communicate because once you have somebody that wants to be heard and you keep trying to you know poke the the hornet's nest a little bit you're going to get stung eventually Mm -hmm. and that's just how it is if you're not wanting that experience then you know you need to stop dabbling in it because that tends to you know it amps up whenever you continue doing it sure right yeah you often see that on your show especially where people are i guess for lack of a better term they don't know what they're doing you know they they, they do continue to um they do things with, with i guess they they their intent their fo- they focus their intent on that one kind of thing using the, the Ouija board as like a a, a lens I guess I right. guess you could probably say and then they you know either they get freaked out or nothing happens like with you the first time and then all of a sudden you know shit hits the fan or whatever and then now they got right. forces things they can't deal with so. right absolutely and and that's that's one of the things and you said. Uh, they don't know what they're doing. And respectfully, that's true. That, that's mm-hmm. absolutely true. I think a lot of a lot of them go into it with, oh, this is cool. This is fun. I want to get right. spooked. But it's not it's not with the in, their intention isn't to really communicate. Right. It's it's to get scared or their buddies to get scared. Right. And, or to have a really scary experience. Right. And so, so w- yeah. whenever you're dealing with it in that aspect, I mean. You, you you don't know what's going on and, and things start happening. I think that's why we like the show so much is because with you guys, there's a resolve at the end. And mm-hmm. with a lot of these other shows, it's like they're just trying to get something on tape. And so whatever they need yeah. to do to make that happen. Whereas like, I, I really feel like you guys, there's, there's sort of, um, there's a truthfulness to what you guys are trying to do and you're, and you're trying to be helpful and and try to get some answers for people, and um, and I understand the other shows the reason why they do things. I mean, it's it's television, you know, and and they're trying yeah. to they're trying to make things happen. But 
But really, I mean, it just seems like there's a there's something um, transparent a bit about what you guys do, and, and and we enjoy that part of it for sure. Well, you know, I really appreciate that, um, and just to just to uh, comment on that real quick, I I'm really blessed. I, I think that me, Dave, Cindy, uh, Alexandra, Gabe, we're all blessed to have the production company that we do because they allow us, they give us the freedom to be able to do what we want to do sure. and kind of have that creative uh, freedom with that. If I tell them I'm not comfortable with a certain thing, they respect it. Sure. If I tell them, hey, I don't believe this is what's going on necessarily, they 100% respect it. And I think that's why um, this show is working so well is because they're allowing me, Dave, Cindy, Alexandra, Gabe to be us, to be real. Sure. Um, not, not some character, but this is really yeah. us. Um, and we genuinely want to further Hans Holzer's case files. And, you know, so we're very careful and we're, we're very respectful on how we do that and the methods, um, you know, that we take to do that because Hans Holzer had his own methods. Um, and he really hated, he really hated technology. Mm -hmm. You know, the tech guy, he was not, he, he, he thought all of it was rubbish, did not like the technology side at all. Sure. He was all about the Holzer method, you know, walking in with a trusted transmedium and a notepad or a recorder to record interviews and experiences. And that was it that he mm-hmm. didn't, he didn't care about all of the tech stuff. So I go into it with that respect as well. Like, okay. Um, anything that I am trying, anything that I'm introducing, bringing to the table, I want to, um, I want it to further the file. Sure. I don't, you know, I don't want anything else other than that. Sure. And we, we all feel the same way and it's just a blessing. And then travel channel discovery, you know, them allowing us to go and do this, you know, they've just been awesome. Uh, we're really blessed. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, and you guys are all, you're, you're, you make a great team, you know, and we had, yeah. we had Dave on, man. He was such a great guy to talk to and such an interesting so cool. Oh man, such an interesting guy. How did you meet up with him and what's the relationship there? What what's your past uh, like with him and Cindy and and the whole crew? Well, that's really interesting question. We knew of each other but never worked with each other before. Okay. Um and never really met each other either. Like we would talk like I you know his radio show and would talk with Cindy, but we never um never worked together uh, before Holzer Files. Uh, so basically, you know, I, when we did all the interview thing, we, did, we would do these, um, what they call chemistry reads, just to make sure that everybody flowed together and we, uh-huh. we mm-hmm. were on the same page yep. um, with each other. And that's basically how me, Dave, and Cindy, we got all put together and, okay. and they, made sure, they made sure that our skills... Um, complimented each other's. Sure. Uh, but Alexandra Holzer, which is Hans Holzer's daughter, I've known I've known her way before the show. Okay. In fact, oh, I, wow. I, I worked with her seven or eight years ago. Uh, we oh, did wow. an event, did an event in Lumpkin, Georgia, um, called Hunt with Holzer, 
and we had an event there and I've always been in communication with Alex and uh, whenever I heard of her father's what they call Holzer method uh-huh. I was intrigued by that and so I reached out to her and she explained that to me and we just had that relationship going forward so I've known Alex you know years before the show gotcha um, but like I said never worked with Dave or Cindy sure um, before before that time but they're like they're like family to me now. I mean, it's sure. it's, it's, it, yeah. it, it's the craziest thing. Y'all talked to Dave, so you know mm-hmm. that y'all see him stoic on Holzer files, but he is a funny dude. I mean, <laughs> well, he we were cracking up, man, before we started <laughs> rolling. Then we didn't we didn't uh, release any of it, but uh, he's got quite a sense of humor, and we got a real oh we got a kick yeah. out of talking to him, man, for sure. Yeah. He is hilarious, dude. I, oh man, some of the things he says like will have me rolling. Yeah, and then here's here's the crazy part about it, right? So sometimes we'll be filming, and you know, it's a serious show, so we've got to be we got to be stone faced. You know, you can't can't smile, don't smile too much, anything like that. So he knows that it's hard for me. Like if he says something funny, it's hard for me to keep a straight face. So what does he do? He'll say the most outlandish, stupid shit <laughs> right, be- right before and give me this weird look. And and then I, I, I'm supposed to be talking. We're right. in scene. We're doing whatever. And it, it's 25 minutes later. Our crew is like, come on, guys. Stop, stop, stop giggling like little schoolgirls around. You know, let, let's get to work. Um, but yeah, I love Dave. He's awesome. And Cindy... You know, I was kind of skeptical about the whole um, medium thing yeah. because mm-hmm. of my upbringing. You know, yeah, right. I was yeah. always told, I always told that was, um, you know, people who did that were not um, being truthful and were not being legitimate. Right. And she proved me wrong, man. She's impressive. Oh, she is God. extremely it, impressive. Y'all see, y'all see it on on the show. You see our cases, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that is. <laughs> That is all factual stuff she's coming up with. Whenever y'all see us um, reacting to that, it is in real time we are reacting to that. I've, there's been countless times, because me and Dave, we're the ones that we look over the original files, and we mm-hmm. uh, we know it pretty, pretty well going in. There will be stuff that we don't even know. That whenever Dave goes and talks to the historians, they give us these tidbits of information that were not even in the file, and we had no knowledge of. That Cindy, while me and me and her are doing the baseline, she hits on those exact points. Wow. It is unreal to me. That's amazing. It, it, it's crazy. So she's made me a believer, and it's sure. just awesome to be able to work with them. Sure. Yeah, she is definitely someone that like. Just is extremely believable, and you know, like on as far as a as an audience watching on on TV, she's doesn't have a lot of you know TV psychics either in fiction or you know on reality based shows have the the you know they kind of have a quirks to them mm-hmm. where you know mm-hmm. they you know they're more of a, they're a character and you know and and like you know like you said growing up you know. You hear a lot of them are, you know, a lot of uh, psychics were scamming people, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's just, 
you know, as part of a, a long tradition of that, not to say, you know, all of them obviously do that, but not, they don't. But with, with Cindy, especially there's, there's, she is just so like, just see, it, she's, she's so believable as a, you know, and to see your reactions and to know that it is, you know, a genuine thing. And it's just, it's just, it is very much, uh, it's very mind boggling. It's just incredibly impressive because like, I've not seen that before, you know, where I'm like, that's just, that's just real. That's legit. You know, she, what yeah. she's doing is not putting on a show. Right. You know? Because but, she's not like, she, she's not putting on a show. She's being real and she's telling you all that stuff. And it's just, yeah. And, and this is, this is to that point. This is another thing that I credit, our production company with she is left in the dark like literally mm -hmm. guys wow. i i remember the ocean born mary case mm. i think they flew her in four hours away from where we were just so she didn't know have any idea of what wow. case we were doing mm. wow okay right. that that so she, whenever she's coming in blind she is coming in blind Wow. If she's in a hotel room, uh, if we're in a town somewhere, me and Dave do not talk to her before baseline at all. So wow. it, we feel kind of bad about it because me and Dave, we kind of got close through all of this. Right. Uh, we're like we're like brothers, but you know we weren't able to get as close <laughs> with Cindy because we literally do not talk to her before any of this stuff. I mean, it's sure. we are we are really. Um, careful to make sure that we don't tamper with anything because right, yeah. we want to make sure that we're bringing the rawness and the realness sure. to the table. Of course, a show's got to be a show's got to be entertaining. Yeah, and I think that's where the the Hans's old case files and the story. Yeah, is the entertainment part De definitely? But because we everything that we're doing, we're trying to be as truthful and respectful to the process as possible. And, and it's been working so far and it's just, it's, sure. it's been a blast. It's been a blast. Now, now to go back before any of this, like, and, and, and like what you're talking about into your, into your youth, you're getting into, uh, technology and stuff like that. Did you start investigating stuff on your own or how did you get involved with all that? that world. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, but before I did all that, uh, like I said before, it was in depth study. Uh, mm -hmm. Even at an early age, it was really weird how, how I thought at the time, but I really thought, Hey, I've got to, I know where it came from. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm getting all sidetracked here. No, no, worries. I know where it came from. Uh, my upbringing, they always, um, my parents always taught me study to show yourself approved unto God. Right. Yep. So uh, it just hit me just now. That's where it came from. Yeah. I, I think, I think, you know, on a subconscious level, it's like, I need to study to make sure that I, you know, before I get into any sort of field or anything, I need to study and make sure I know what I'm talking about, or right. at least have a, have a, have a understanding, um, a foundation. So sure. 
Yeah, it went from studying to hey, let's test this. Let me see what let me see what I can do. Let sure. me take this analog recorder. Let me let me do this. And at first, it was on my own, and then I would have friends that would be interested and and all of that. And we would go, you know, have the paranormal team that they're everywhere at this point. But you know, we would have that, and we would go and explore and do that. Sure. Uh, trial and error. There was a lot of mistakes made along the way, as far as um, do's and don'ts of of this field, sure. but it was a learning thing. You know, it was something that I think has gotten me to where I am now, and I'm thankful for those uh, experiences. Sure, um, the good and the bad. Sure. You know? Well, you know, I think too, we were talking a little bit before we we started rolling about the way that we grew up, and where all three of us grew up in a similar way. We're very come from very religious homes, and 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 that's just kind of the way it was, but. That's what kind of leads us to where we're at now with exploring this stuff is because, you know, as I hate and I hate to say this, but, you know, at times growing up in that situation can be a little bit stifling. Um, At least it's grounded in a spiritual practice. So you have a sense of something greater than yourself. And, And so then you're able to maybe when these things like you, you, you know, you have the dream when you're a little kid. You know, you got doors that are shutting that you can't explain. Like, at least you have an understanding as what that might be, and it and it and it piqued your curiosity to to go further with it. You know, right, um, right. It, it, you said stifling. It, it, it's it's tunnel vision too, if you think about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's basically this is it, and nothing else could be it. And right. And I'm glad that that I grew up that way yeah, yeah. because it's teaching me now be open-minded because really we don't know much of anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're, we're getting there. We're, we're getting pieces yeah. of the puzzle, but a lot of us know a lot about nothing. If yeah. you really think about it, we have a lot, a lot of room to grow, a lot of room to learn. And, and I think, I think the best way to learn and to grow is to be open-minded Yeah, and you may not agree with a certain stance or viewpoint, but that doesn't mean you can't glean off of that or take something from it mm-hmm. and adapt. You know, I yeah. mean, that's how we, that's how we grow as a species anyway. And I mean, I think it's important yeah. um, to not, to not be tunnel visioned and actually think outside the box a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we agree on that because, you know, the whole purpose of us trying to do what we do here, we started this with the idea of, you know, having a forum where people can come and talk about wild stuff that in, in a normal circumstance would maybe be weird or frowned upon by friends, family, whoever. But what we find is that people are pretty you know, forthcoming with, with weird stories whenever they're not talking to their friends (laughs) and, uh, and, and it's kind of freeing in a way. And it's like, you know, we've heard some weird stuff. And when somebody is telling me their weird story and I can see the conviction and hear the conviction of what they're saying, who am I to say that what they're saying isn't real, you know, because it's, it's real to them, you know? And yeah, and doing what you guys do, I think it's uh it's it's such a it's a great thing for for not only you know us that are interested in this kind of stuff, but 
also for, for people that are going through things in life and trying to find answers as to why these things happen or, you know, what does it mean? What does the afterworld mean or what, any of that kind of stuff? You know, it's, it's good. And it's, uh, and we appreciate, uh, all the hard work that you guys, you know, put into it. And I got to ask you this because it always seems like you're the guy that is put in the precarious situation, the most dangerous <laughs> situations. Um, but the, the, the one when you guys were at the train, is it a museum or whatever that train place was? And you're underneath the train and you have that interaction with the ghost. And, oh yeah. in Cleveland. Oh Cleveland. man, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, just to uh, back up a little bit, yeah, I'm put into those situations. Dave, they give Dave a hard time, big time, uh, because he sends me to a lot of these spots. Right. Yeah, but yeah. but but let's just face it. You know, I'm a hell of a lot younger than Dave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm more agile than Dave. Right, right. <laughs> I'm more handsome. You're prettier than Dave. Than Dave. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but you know, I'm kidding. But you know, like. Like in the pit where I was at in Cleveland, yeah. the train yard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dave wouldn't be able to get down there. I mean, respectfully, he wouldn't be able to. It'd be hard to get down there. People were having experiences in that location. It wasn't just like, oh, this is a really creepy spot. Let's send Shane. Yep. There was a reason why I went there. There were employees that were being grabbed and all of that from an unseen force in the pit. So it only makes logical sense to go send somebody to investigate it. If we're there investigating, right? Sure. So yes, I do have the reactions and and all of that. And I think that's another reason why Dave sends me to these spots is because whenever I'm in these spots, one thing, one thing that I do to prepare for it is I try to put myself in the position of anybody that if somebody is possibly stuck there, or um, wanting to communicate and can't, mm-hmm. I try to put myself in that emotional situation. I try to be really empathetic about it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And in the process, things happen sometimes. <laughs> I guess I, I guess you can say I quote unquote open myself up. Sure. Right. To yeah. to the experience, but yeah. I really do. Like I, I actually think about it and say, okay, well, what if, what if I was stuck, like people are saying this spirit is stuck in this location. How would I feel about it? Right. And I kind of get in that mindset. And then from there, just things go nuts. Sure. I mean, things just go nuts sometimes. And I think maybe, maybe whatever spirits are there can relate to me a little bit. And they're like, okay, well, I know you're going to listen. Yeah. I know that you're trying to feel what I'm feeling. And it just goes from there. And I, and Dave and Cindy recognize that. And it just, it just works. Do I hate it whenever they tell me? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because right. because my fir- my first inclination is I do not want to go in this crap. Of course. Spot. I, I don't, you know, I don't want to go in this dirty pit. Of, cur- of course. But, yeah. But I'm there. I'm there to do a job. You know, yeah. I was yeah. told uh, in the very beginning, hey, OK, you could bring all of your tech expertise to the table, but you're going to be getting down and dirty investigating. You're, you're going to, you know. Since you're the younger guy, you're going to be going into some spots that maybe Dave or uh, Cindy can't get to. Right. And I I said, okay. And, you know, whatever I can do to further the case and uh, do my part 
and do my job I'm going to do, even if I hate it at the time. Sure. Which we have more of those um, coming up this season. So awesome. We'll look out for those. But but at the same time, Dave gets some. He has some experiences too. Mm-hmm. That I mean, I I'd, I'd much rather get terrified and and hear shuffling where I'm at. I mean, this guy gets tackled and bit. Yeah, I right. Mean, right. I mean, he's got he's got really uh, crazy experiences. Yep. That mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure he would trade with me if he could. Yeah. You know, for sure. For sure, man. But you know, I'm just thankful. You know, I'm thankful to be a part of the team and anything I can do to to further the case file. I mean, yeah, I guess it's entertaining for some people to see me in in those situations. Um, but I do not like any bit of it. Right. But, uh, but if I can do it and, and it helps us get to a resolution, then, you know, I'm all for it. Sure. What's the craziest thing that you've experienced? That's what I was going to ask. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe not necessarily on the show, but just in general, like, you know, this is, you know, you know, your, your top two, two, three or whatever, just, you know, intense I'll, I'll or you, unbelievable or whatever, just mind blowing kind of a thing. I'll give you two. I'll give you one from the show and one, uh, personal experience. Cool. So I'll start with the, the one from the show. And this was at the, uh, Howard Dickinson house and, and first and first season in Texas. Uh, whenever y'all saw me, you know, not act like myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the most terrifying experiences I've ever had because no, I wasn't possessed. No, but I knew I was having emotions and feelings that were not mine. Wow. Right. Right. And that is the most terrifying thing. I can't even put into words how I was feeling. Um, I was extremely angry, uh, Mm -hmm. wanted to lash out and hit hit Dave, stuff like that. And if if you know me personally, I'm not that type of person. Yeah. Right. So for me to be feeling that, it scares the hell out of me. I had an intense headache. I mean, I don't know if it was like a uh, energy overload, whatever it was. I hope it never happens again. That was terrifying. Yeah, it's wild. I was having, like, I was wanting to hurt Dave just out of the blue. Just, out yeah. of, and as soon as I walked out of that house, completely fine. I felt a whole lot better. But I don't know, whenever I was in that moment, I don't know if I would have, if I would have stayed in that moment, I don't know what would have happened. And that wow. is scary. That is. When you're not is. in control. When you're not in control, that is a scary feeling. Wow. Um, so that on the show, that was it. It was first season, uh, Howard Dickinson house. Um, personally, <clears throat> this was the most impactful for me because this was the first time I saw my brother have an experience and it wasn't so much as a terrifying thing for me, but it was something I knew, um, was damn near impossible. It was some something you can't explain. We were at the Poly Jail in Union Springs, Alabama, mm-hmm. and which I love that place. I love the history. But uh, we'd go there, and he was filming. We were filming um, 
some stuff and trying to do a little bit of investigating. He wasn't really into the paranormal all that much. I mean, he was interested in, um, you know, if a place could possibly be haunted, but he wasn't way into it, you know, not like I am. Yeah. And, you know, he was just happy-go-lucky, just bebopping through the jail and stuff. And we were up on the third floor of this jail. And if, if you... If you've never been there, you, I can't explain it. It's like really cramped and just a really bad feeling in there. Um, but they had these iron doors, and they're like so hard to slam or shut on their own. I mean, you had to really push to close them. He was walking behind me. We were having some activities, some things were going on, and he was filming me, and all of a sudden you hear a cell door behind him slam and it slams so loud that it resonates throughout the entire jail. Oh my wow. God. Um, we had people on the first floor. They could, they could hear they could, the, <laughs> the cells were rattling. Oh, <laughs> I've never seen my brother jump. That, I, I, I've never seen my brother scared before. Not, not like legitimately scared. He ran out of there so damn fast <laughs> and, and he won't, he won't, he won't go back there. I don't so, blame I mean, him. And, and my wife who was there at the time, she won't go back either. So <laughs> it, it wasn't, you know, because I've had experiences before that, you know, it didn't take me aback as much as it did him, but seeing him jump just made my whole night. I was like, Oh hell yeah. That's a, that's <laughs> Cause he was all, he, he, he was being little, uh, he was kind of joking about it like oh yeah it's it, there's spirits here well you know just be joking around and to see him almost shit himself was just meant <laughs> everything to me <laughs> that's great that's awesome that's awesome that's funny but yeah man. those would be those would be in the top five for sure those that's those great. two that's great man are you so you you said you um you are starting a new podcast is that what you said um yeah, yeah. Starting a new podcast on uh, it's called the Manifest Network, which is something me and uh, James McDaniel and uh, Chad Cornell and Doug Melanowski. We got together and we were like, "Look, we see a lot of these uh, networks, quote unquote, on Facebook and stuff like that, but we want to do something different. You know, we want to do something that people haven't seen before." And that's entertaining. You know, a lot of people are still home. They're trying to stay away from all the sure, man. COVID stuff. And um, so, you know, we started this network. So I wanted to do my own show, just do my own thing. And I came up with something. It's not really a clever name at all, but I'm going with it. It's called the Rather Normal Paranormal Show. Cool, cool. And, I, like I like it. And, yeah. And uh, I'm going to, you know, just be talking to, with friends and colleagues and, and, you know, people that I've talked to maybe a couple of times only, you know, just, yeah. just trying to get different perspectives mm -hmm. and uh, talk about all things paranormal. And I, I think it, one thing that I want out of the whole show is to uh, whoever's listening, just to learn something new mm -hmm. at the end of it. You know, yeah. uh, even people that are, you know, years into the paranormal maybe can learn something new. Sure. From my, from my show, and if that happens, then mission accomplished. You know, but I'm going to be starting that soon. I my dad uh, passed away recently, and I was going to start it before all of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm just trying to get 
everything sure. to calm down a little bit before I, I go into that. Our, our condolences, man. Yeah, sorry, man. Sorry to hear that. Thank yeah, you. Very, I very appreciate it. So. Oh, well, you know, I had a dream about him last week, something like that. And he came to me in a dream. So that was a, a good thing. Wow. Um, which was strange as hell because that doesn't happen to me. I, I barely dream at all. Um, and that whole week I was having some really strange, uh, dreams. And I had one dream about my, um, wife's grandmother came to me. She passed some years ago and told me something really profound, which I didn't know was profound at the time, but I told my wife and she burst into tears. Oh, wow. And apparently it was something, um, really profound and that's that doesn't happen to me guys I, I don't know if maybe it's because of these cases that i've been on and and kind of doing this this stuff yeah. a little bit more it's kind of opening it up i, I don't yeah. know but it, it's been it's been a strange few weeks for sure yeah i, I can imagine i was going to ask you that too if you still experience things in your in your personal life or or is it mainly your focus is um professional and, and you don't like I know mediums, they can't get away from it, right? I mean, they can't right, shut it right. off. But, but like a guy like you, you know, that has had some, you've had some paranormal stuff happen in your life, and of course, a couple of you know the dreams and stuff. But anything else that you know that sticks out to you that have happened outside of what you guys do on the show? Well, no, I try to be, I try to be as careful as possible because I have four kids at home. Oh, and sure. my wife, my, my wife is really sensitive sure. to that sort of thing. Oh, so sure, I sure, try, sure. I try to make sure that I, you know, do what I can whenever I'm out in the field to ground myself and make sure that, you know, nothing I'm doing back. everything I can. To, yeah. Nothing comes back or, yeah. Yeah. but we've, we've had some strange things happening, like a door doors in our, in our house will close and nobody was around them. AC was, you know, it didn't kick on. There was no draft or anything like that. Some really weird things we couldn't explain, sure. but nothing majorly out of the ordinary other than the dreams that I've had recently yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Right. But, but we try to be really careful with that. And I try to be sensitive to my wife and it, you know, she's, even though I do what I do, she does, she's not into it just because she's had some really, um, bad experiences in the past sure. uh, uh, in the paranormal. So she's kind of off standish about it. Sure. And um, so I try to be respectful to that and make sure I'm yeah. doing everything I can not to bring it home. Of course, man. Of course. Hey, you know what, you know what cool spot, creepy spot is around your parts uh, that I always thought would be a cool spot to do something is the tabernacle. You ever been to the tabernacle? The it's tabernacle, a, the music venue. Is, is that oh, what? in Atlanta? Is it Atlanta? Yeah, you ever been yeah. there? Yeah, I've been there uh, for uh, like concerts. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's an amazing. Adam, you ever been there? No, I have it's not. It's an amazing venue, dude. Oh, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's a it church. Really is. Yeah, it's a church, oh, wow. dude. And it's it's the acoustics in it. It's just a, an amazing place to play a show and. And I got, I've been there a couple of times, and it's just a cool, cool spot. Um, but yeah, I always thought, man, that'd be a cool place to do something in, you know. That that would be awesome. <laughs> and, you know, with all of with all this uh, stuff going on in the world today, I mean, it's probably more possible now to be able to investigate yeah a place True. like that. 
Sure. Uh, just to let you guys know, I mean, we uh, we have a case coming up uh, that you guys will see in season two of the Queen Mary, and we are the oh, first. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. are the first team. We are the first team to ever investigate that place empty. Oh, that's wow. awesome! There was there was nobody staying there because of COVID. There was no nobody. It was just us, and we had access to the entire ship. Wow. With wow. nobody staying there. So nothing was blocked off. Everything was fair game. Damn, man. You guys, <laughs> you're not going to want to miss that show. Cool. Yeah, absolutely you. not. Because, I mean, the, yeah. The history there is Mary, amazing. Yeah. And all the stories that have come out after it and everybody thought all the hauntings. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, man, I'm, I'm so thankful that we, we were able to. Because, look, we may be the first and the last. Because... You know, it, depending on how things go, they may open things back up again. And if that's the case, then there may not be another team to be able to right. have full reign of the ship like we did. Yeah. I mean, uh, but I will tell you, tell you from a technical standpoint, it was a bitch. Was it? With, uh, to run cable and all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. can imagine. So from a technical standpoint, it was it was rough, but it was such a re- rewarding uh, I'll, experience. I'll bet. I'll bet, man. It was such a rewarding experience. I'll bet. That is awesome. Is there anything else that you want to plug, man? Um, no, I just want to thank everybody that's listening. You know, uh, any fans out there that watch the show, it's because of you guys that we're able to do what we do. And I really appreciate you guys, all of the support that you give us on a daily basis. Um, really means a lot. And you know, shout out again to Discovery Travel Channel, Painless Productions for just being awesome and allowing us to to do what we do and and putting together a great show. I mean, I'm I'm just thankful to be a part of it. That's cool, man. We and we we appreciate you taking time to yeah, hang, we to really hang out do. with us, man. It's really cool. Well, thank you. I'm sorry if I sound all scatterbrained and stuff. I've no, a pretty pretty hectic no month or so. Oh, so yeah, yeah, please, no, man. Listen, man, we, our hearts go out to you, man. And I, you know, if, if you, you never once said, no, man, I can't do it. And, and we would have understood if you, if you, you know what yeah. I mean? So, um, well, I appreciate you guys having me on and, and being so cool about everything and, and, uh, just doing what you guys do. I mean, it's cool to open up conversation yeah. and allowing people to hear that, you know, we, that's, that's what's lacking in the world today is communication and and talking and talking things out and that's how you learn like i said before yeah if we're not talking communicating and and listening to other ideas then what's the point i mean really what's the point in this life if you if if you are not learning or growing that's that's right that's 100 percent correct man well, hey, well, man. Got, yeah, yeah. go well, ahead, Adam. No, go I ahead. was going to ask if you have had <coughs> any kind of, uh, and real quickly, you don't have to go do, deep into it because I know we've had you for a while, but um, if you've had any kind of experiences that weren't necessarily, you know, the uh, paranormal, the supernatural paranormal, or if you've, like, you know, seen anything like any uh, UFOs or, you know, maybe Bigfoot? Um, that's a good question. Now, the... Bigfoot thing? No. Have I seen some weird things in the sky? Yes. Um, in Texas. But then again, I was on a military base. So could it have been something like that? Possibly. And and probably it was. But 
some things I, I didn't know what it was and, and that moved extremely quickly. Um, but yeah, no Bigfoot. I mean, the closest I've gotten to that was Dave. Right. <laughs> That's it. He's a type of Sasquatch, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. A hairless one, though. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> He's going to kill me. He's going to kill me if he, if he listens to this. Well, if with all the other um, stuff that's coming out about the UFOs, uh, all the stories that are coming out that, uh, you know, our government knows more than what they're telling us, they've told us some stuff, they got more stuff to tell us. It's yeah. a, it's an interesting time, you know, that yeah. we live in. So, oh, it is, and it, it, isn't it uh, real quick? Isn't it amazing that they're being more open about it to a degree? Like, I know hey, we're 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 declassifying some stuff for you guys. So I here know. you go. I, I know that COVID's going on and everything like that, but here, um, yeah. aliens exist. Yeah, or you know. <laughs> I know. There are UFOs. There's stuff that we can't explain. But here you go. We'll we'll release everything. And right. you know what I think? I think it's like a test run. It's like, yeah. hey, let's see, let's see if this is going to cause. A it's pain. true. Exactly. Or or if, and look, whenever they did it, no panic. Right. Everybody was like, oh, this is cool. Right. So maybe it was a test run to see, I, like, okay, what well, if yeah. we release it, what what might happen? I know. I hope. I hope. I hope. I, you know, I, I mean, we've been talking about that too. Is like softening, softening us up a little bit. You know what I mean? You 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 kind of get in there and you jab around a little bit, and then at a certain point, people are kind of like, okay, we're open to it. Yeah. You know, and and uh, and I think we are open to it and i think that the stuff that's going to come out this year hopefully will lead us you know further down that road so yeah yeah i think it'd be it could be a good thing and a bad thing we just right. got to be careful I know. because I know. because there's there's people on the other end of the spectrum that you know they hear it they're going to go because we we hear conspiracy theories all the time right yeah, yeah. but what, what when you give extreme conspiracy theorists like uh an inch they take more than a mile you know yeah, yeah. So yeah. you got to be care- you got to be careful to to keep the integrity intact you know once sure. that once once they do release it um just to make sure you know the integrity of it is still intact and we're not going overboard and, and jumping to conclusions yep. and, you know what i mean yes because that could be dangerous that could be dangerous a hundred a hundred percent all but right yeah guys i really appreciate yeah, you man. Uh, having me on and and you know, maybe we can do this again. Oh, we'd love to. As, yeah, as yeah, scatterbrain. I'm just, I've got a lot on my mind. Now, I know. So it's no, just kinda... hey, man, listen, look, uh, you, Barry and I talked about it. You know, we were totally fine if you needed time to deal with that. We really appreciate you taking out your time and to, you know, talk with us. And, you know, hopefully we were able to give you a little bit of diversion from dealing with all that yeah. stuff. Oh, but, for um, sure. Look, I've, I've, I've done a lot of interviews and, and you guys are laid back. And you know what? You, what you guys are doing is uh, important. So keep doing it. Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-R 
R-W-E-I-R-D-S-T-O-R-Y. And that'll take you right there. I mean, you can never own enough clothing. Well, that's true, Barry. There's t-shirts for the ladies because, you know, they're cut differently. There's hoodies, which are really cool. There's two different kinds of hoodies. And there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff. That's so cool, man. So if you guys go out to Spreadshirt.com, what's your weird story? Currently, there are two designs, but there will be more going up very soon. So just keep your eyes out for that. And if you decide to get one of our shirts, tag yourself on Instagram to ours or Facebook. Show your love. Show us what you got. Let's see your true colors. Awesome. Awesome stuff. We, uh, again, appreciate Shane for taking time to hang out and talk to us. And, you know, such a down-to-earth guy like you were talking about in the in the intro. And uh, we had such a great conversation. Uh, even before we started rolling, we, we had a really nice, you know, mm-hmm. kind of get-to-know-each-other kind of a – which we do with everyone. But um, he really – you know, because of where he grew up, how he grew up, it was really uh, – it was an interesting time because we kind of uh, – we did have similar stories and backgrounds. And to see where he's at with his life uh, right now and what he's been able to do – uh, is really impressive, and uh, it, it was a lot of fun to hear what he had to say. Yeah, yeah, and he's you know um, just just a great guest. You know, he was just awesome to talk to, and uh, like just great stories, and yeah. great hearing all that stuff. And we'll definitely, you know, um, we want to bring him back on, you yeah. know, in the future. Cause, uh, just, you know, it's great talking to him and, um, there's, you know, all the new holes or files that have come out and will be coming out. Cause you know, in the, in, in the future, yeah. um, and you know, just a great show. Yeah. And, um, if you haven't, you know, listen, uh, watched those yet, you definitely should. Yeah. Uh, very binge worthy. Um, yeah, we talked about it before too. They they have such a um, refreshing way that they go about things, and and part of that is that they're you know like he alluded to, they're trying to uh, pay respect to Mister Holzer mm-hmm. and, and the way that he did things, and and I, I I think it's interesting because he has a he has a technical nose. Shane does, mm-hmm. and you know that is something that I. When I watch those shows, I'm always curious, what kind of gadgets are they using and and how are they doing that stuff? And because of my knowledge with audio, you know, I know that, you know, certain microphones are more sensitive than others. And so I asked him a couple of questions about that in the interview. And it is fascinating still to me. And I don't understand what it is about asking questions uh, uh, with a recorder and then being answered by an entity yeah. When you would think that you could hear that with the naked ear, that response, but for whatever reason you're not able to until you listen to the playback, that that still because he was he said that his first um, recording device was just a, a real crappy like we used to have the little mini cassette recorders yeah. with it, yeah, which it, didn't have great microphones, but yet no, you're able to yeah. So it's like fascinating to me, and I, I just love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and just uh, the fact that you know he has uh, such a <laughs> he, he you know he's the guy who gets put in uh, the very precarious situations, right. the ones that you would think would probably be the scariest. Yeah, 
um, you know, and you know because he is uh, the <laughs> the younger right. and and could be scramble out of somewhere quicker than right before. right. <laughs> yeah he's the guy that like in the movies that you go don't do that (laughs) don't go in there and yet he's the one that has to go in there so yeah yeah but it's funny stuff man cool deal we'll have him back though we're gonna get him back man he for sure for sure he was stoked to be uh to be on and we're gonna get him back yeah well i guess uh that's it for today huh yeah yeah. Um, we'll wrap things up and uh, we'll uh, remember to take all your uh, uh, allergy pills and, uh, you know, uh, local honey that's supposed to help out. That is true. Uh, hey, good point. Yeah. With your allergies and such. Um, and uh, enjoy the, the that hour that we gained uh, over the weekend and enjoy the sun coming out and uh, warming up the planet. And or at least this side of the planet, yeah, where we are, yeah, you know, right. Uh, enjoy spring as yep. all you people who can enjoy it do. And the, se- and, the uh, sex trees, yeah, the yeah, sex the tree sex, yeah, pollinating. Yeah. No, sex trees are a whole other thing, um, <laughs> but uh, you'll have to subscribe to our Patreon for that. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> but speaking of which, check out our Patreon. Check out our uh, Spreadshirt page. And check out our uh, Instagram, and check out our Facebook p- group page, and our page, and our Twitter, and all that stuff. Check out our social media. Um, if you can, go and write a review and leave a uh, uh, you know some positive words for us. Go and give us some high ratings on your uh, on iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you can. Um, on a bathroom wall, you know, we don't, hey. we're not particular. That helps it out. Anything that helps drive ears to the show and more people to join us here in Weirdsville. And, um, you know, we've got, uh, we've got all sorts of cool stuff coming up. Um, in the next few weeks, we've got, um, our, uh, our good friend Bobby is going to be coming back Yeah, and she's got some cool stuff to share about, uh, her, uh, her parents seeing a, uh, a UFO. Um, we've got, um, Wendy, our Canadian friend, she's going to be here. Yeah. Um, she's got some more stories to share. Awesome. And, uh, and everybody's favorite, uh, uh, that's their drunken uncle, Sam, everybody. And my, you know, college roommate, our good buddy, Sam, he's going to be coming back here in the near future as well with some more of his stories to tell. So lots of cool stuff coming up, but always, uh, you know, we're looking for more stories from you guys to, you know, we just, uh, we love hearing it and that's what keeps us going. So have a good one. (laughs) We'll see you next time and uh, enjoy that sun. Uh, And in the meantime, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe. Be weird.
The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.